Hello, and welcome to Launch Legends, the only podcast focused exclusively on the stories behind internet marketing's biggest and best launches. Each week, we sit down with an online marketing expert to tell the story of one of their launches, what went well, what didn't, and how much cash they made. And now, your host, Hamad Akbar. Hello and welcome to another episode of Launch Legends. Today we're joined by Andy Fletcher of Convertry. Most entrepreneurs struggle to get any traction on their product. Not for Andy. When they launched their product, Convertry, they instantly generated $750,000. Yes, that's one launch. So Andy talks in detail how he managed to do that with the help of affiliates. He also talks about how he actually recruited those affiliates and convinced them to get behind him. So there's a ton of value in this episode. You don't want to miss it. But before, if you're watching this on YouTube, please hit the subscribe button. And if you're listening to this on a podcast, please subscribe, rate, and leave a review. Thank you. Hey, Andy. Thank you for being on the show. So let's start with uh, telling me a little bit about yourself and uh, what you've been doing and how you started Convertry. Yeah, sure. Okay. So um, my name's Andy Fletcher. I live in London. Um, I work from from home. I'm in my home office at the moment. I mean, I guess everyone is, but like this is my normal life at the moment, uh, minus the Corona cut that mm-hmm. I'm sporting at the moment. Mm-hmm. Um, I got into digital marketing, God, like it's over over a decade ago now um, that I became self-employed after I was working for a startup in London, mm-hmm. uh, who shall remain nameless, but uh, they were a pretty useless company. Mm-hmm. Um, they burned through ten million pounds worth of VC in four years. And I was their like tech operations manager. And when I say they burned through it, I wish to be clear, it's not like they were they made that money. They had 10 million quid's worth of investment. Mm-hmm. And when they went out of business, they burned through all of that and another two million quid's worth of debt to other people. And I think the total revenue the company made in like the four years they'd been alive was five hundred thousand pounds. It was brutal. And we all got called into the boardroom one day. Big announcement, everyone. We were like, I was fucking naive. I was really young. Um, I was it's about 11 years ago now, so we would have been about 24, 25. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, I, I remember the guy, you know, we all thought our stock options were about to be worth something. And the, the president of the company stands up and he goes, yeah, so we're out of money and we can't pay you this month. But if everyone keeps working, then we think we'll be able to pay you next month. And I was just sort of there like, wait, paying me is optional? What kind of is this mm-hmm. um so like i i explained fuck you to my boss <laughs> and quit and went self-employed so it was like well, if i'm gonna if I'm gonna take on this risk i might as well at least have the upside if it works out and uh, i did a did a variety of stuff like i did use my seo skills to start with just like for clients made some seo products got into the affiliate marketing space to sell those seo products mm-hmm. then was like built an affiliate network to get like other people's products onto the network that went really well mm-hmm. um and then like so i've been in in that like digital marketing space for ages and then when we had the idea for convertry that kind of meant that i already had a lot of the contacts that i needed having built it up over a long period of time um so i knew knew a lot of the big players to go out there and say like i've got this thing i want you to promote it like will you get involved in this initial launch so let's go back a little bit. So when you said that you had a lot of SEO products that you were selling through your affiliates, how did you even come to that? So a lot of people, when they go online and how to make money online, they struggle. How did you even get to that part? 
sorry, you 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 cut out. I only got like three words of that. I'm sorry. So um, a lot of a lot of people when they start out, they they really struggle to find a way where they go online. They look for okay, how to make money online, and for a couple of years they struggle before they find something which works for them. So. You started building your SEO products and then you found affiliates to actually promote it. How did that come about? Uh, so, I mean, the, the original the original like SEO skill story is the one I like to tell. So um, it was a, a mate of mine um, at the company I worked for. He knew I was a sucker for reading like anything. Mm-hmm. And he heard from that the higher ups were looking for somebody that understood SEO. Mm-hmm. And the bastard went out at lunchtime, bought a like SEO for dummies book, just left it on my desk. And then I'm sat there flicking through it as the, the big cheeses in the company will come wandering around. And they're like, oh, Andy, you know SEO. You're going to be our guy for this, these like shitty celebrity websites. Um, <laughs> so I, I was elected the SEO guy for it, thanks to my asshole mate who stitched me right up. But as a result, like I learned, I learned quite a lot about SEO, getting pages to rank, like importance of backlinks and mm-hmm. so on, which back then was really easy stuff. Mm-hmm. Um, and so as a result, I kind of came into the digital marketplace with a skill. Mm-hmm. And it's, you know, I was rubbish at it, but it's still, it's still not that hard. Like if you can rank pages or certainly back then, like that's all you needed to make money. Mm-hmm. You know, go to somebody and be like, if I can get you a page one ranking for this term, will you pay me money? Yes. Okay. Yeah. And come back a week later and it's like, okay, you're ranking for that term. You owe me money. And yeah, some of them didn't pay and it didn't always work out, but like if you can do that, like you can't really fail to make some money from it. Right. So your first product, the first SEO product you launched, let's talk about how did you get the affiliates interested in that product and what was the launch about? How did you structure it? Oh, okay. So this is, uh, this is going way back. So the, the original product was something called Backlink Flood because that was, that was the, the thing at the time. It was always like how to have Backlink in the name. Uh, and then you just had like other people did like backlink goldmine and backlink ultimatum and mine was backlink flood um and these uh yeah anyway so i basically i my, the goal i set myself was i wanted to get the owner of the warrior forum to promote it mostly because a load of people told me that that couldn't be done and that's just the the quickest way to get me to do something is mm-hmm. to tell me it can't be done and mm-hmm. i'm like no you i i can do this uh so i said about like i contacted um, I was working with a lady named Angela Edwards who did like some of the original backlinks packs, which back, cause back, back then literally all you needed was the sites didn't have to be relevant. They could be spammy as anything. Like as long as you had a link from site A to site B, mm-hmm. it helped site B rank. Mm-hmm. So she had this monthly thing. It was five bucks. She had like 10,000 members at some point. She made a fortune off it. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just like a list of 25 sites a month that you could go and get a backlink from. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd like, I knew her, I'd help her set up her membership site software um, so she was a, a really good candidate as an affiliate. Mm-hmm. And then I hit up all the other like big SEO guys on the warrior forum or like big. So like I say big, like some of the like middle lower tier guys, mm-hmm. but it was just, they were more my level, more like accessible. Mm-hmm. And I gradually one by one got them to promote, got them some results that, you know, they made money. Then I got a testimonial off them. I used that testimonial to approach the next guy. And I did that. And once I'd done eight of those, I took all of those and wrote this big proposal to Alan Says, the guy who owned the Warrior Forum at the time, sent it over. And it's like, this is, you know, I've tested this to death. This is a hot topic. Like, you, you know, this is free money to you if you promote this now. You know, here's eight testimonials from eight of the biggest guys on your forum talking about how profitable it was, like how great the product is. Like, will you do it? Um, and, and he accepted. He said, yes, he got, re- you know, he got really excited. He asked me for details about it. 
I got overexcited and I sent him all the, like, I sent him, got like dozens of different like headlines and angles and ideas and all of this stuff. And all the fucker did to promote it was he put a banner at the top of the forum that read free traffic, click here. And he got tons of clicks to the site. Clearly we both made a load of money off it, but I couldn't believe how simple he like boiled it down to. After all the complex stuff, I'd send it. You say that was your first big launch where you made the big money. Not the big yeah, that, 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 you know what? I'm, I'm, you know what? I'm, this uh, yeah, it was. It was definitely. It by like proper standards, it you know it was not big money, but um, certainly for the time, that was the real like. Yeah, this is going to work. This is great. Like I've made proper money out of this, not just sort of like month to month client here, client there. So let's talk about the traffic you got on the website against how much money you made, the conversion rate. Oh, God, I couldn't even tell you now. That was like a decade ago. Okay. So I'm guessing... Um, I've, got, I've got interesting numbers for the more recent stuff. I I think I made about 10 grand off it. Um, That's still not bad for the first launch. That might not even have been that product now. I think, yeah, I don't, I don't know. That was, sorry, that was too long ago. So let's go a little bit forward. Let's talk, let's talk about conversion, your biggest, biggest thing going on right now. And the one, you know, you had the biggest launch for. How did you start? How did you come up with the idea? Uh, so the, the idea was part, part personal frustration. Uh, like I'd launched a load of other products and every time I seemed to, I either ended up like hand coding the HTML myself or outsourcing it or, and then like changes were again, either I had to do it or it was really bad when like, if you, you know, sometimes I had to outsource the sales pages and all the, yeah, I'm a developer myself, so I can make the changes, but the kind of like chief outsourced, like markup that I was getting was so hard to work with. And I just, it was like, it's, you know, the, the time was like, how is it this difficult? Mm-hmm. And then I had this like really interesting experience with a mate of mine called Jay at a marketing conference mm-hmm. where it, it was quite a boozy conference, I must add. So I'm sat on a panel, we're taking questions, and my mate Jay asks, he's like, Andy, like, it's 2015. Why is it so difficult to get, like, when I've got a sales page, why can't I just like move my buy button from over here to over there? Why do I need a developer? And why does it take the guy so damn long? Mm-hmm. Um, and I believe my answer was, Jay, speaking as a developer that has to do things for people like you, fuck off. And like big laugh from the audience. It was great. But, and he didn't actually get a proper answer out of me. Mm-hmm. But I, it really nagged at me afterwards. I was like, you know what? That's like, that is a really good point. Why can't you just drag a, mm-hmm. drag a button around? So that, like my personal experience and that is where the original idea came from. Mm-hmm. And then my business partner, Neil, read about Amazon studies about page load speed. Mm-hmm. And was like, we, sh- we should try and do something with this. Like, this is going to be a big deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and we looked into it and we saw how, you know, we could make it work for us. And then kind of the combination of those experiences, it led up to like the V1 of Convertry and what it, what it ultimately became. So did you develop the V1 yourself or you outsourced it? You hired a team for it? Uh, so, so I built big chunks of it myself. And I also, I did put uh, about $80,000 of my own money in. I had a couple of developers join me from a previous company. So it wasn't just me, but I did build okay. large chunks of it myself. So let's talk about the, the development phase. So from day one till the MVP launch, the phase one launch, how long did that take? Uh, so kind of a couple of parts to it. So we started tail end of 2015. We had like a 10-minute build, a 10-minute, 10 10-week 10 build time uh, <laughs> in the run-up to Christmas. And that was, that was supposed to be like a V0.1 proof of concept to at least like prove we could do it. Mm-hmm. And honestly, that went bad, <laughs> really bad. What happened? Um, 
like we hit Christmas and I was just like, you know, at that point I was probably 10, 15 grand in the hole. Like, I don't know, maybe not quite that, like certainly 10 grand in the hole, like looking at the proof of concept. And I know everyone says like, if you don't hate your like minimum sellable products, like you didn't launch early enough, but I'm not talking about that. I'm talking, this was awful. Like mm-hmm. there was just no way I could release that and not be laughed out of it. Yeah. There were people launching $27 WordPress plugins that did more than this thing. It was rubbish. And that Christmas, I was really depressed. I was really like, oh my God, like, what have I done? Um, and then between Christmas and New Year's, I had this epiphany about the, the freeform nature of it, that mm-hmm. instead of doing like the really blocky editor, the sections, we could literally let people drag stuff around, put it where they wanted, hit go and it will be live. Mm-hmm. And I knocked up a really simple proof of concepts between Christmas and New Year's. And I literally mean you could drag like gray panels around and hit publish mm-hmm. and then see it live. But that was like, that was pretty inspiring to me and the team. We were like, fuck yeah, like that, that's what we want. Let's mm-hmm. do that. Okay. So then we started that kind of like first week in January back. We set a launch date for, there was a bit of drama with uh, swapping launch dates around because uh, we managed to double book with, uh, some of our closest partners that are planning a launch as well so we had to we had to change the launch at one point but mm-hmm. that, that that was scheduled for back at is like july 2016 mm-hmm. like end of so about seven months worth of proper build and as of about like end of march start of april we had a sort of v0.1 that was like a beta it was awful it was rubbish but it was like usable awful not kill yourself awful <laughs> and that was uh, like that went, went down really well. So we started getting all our marketing partners to start kicking the tires on it. Mm-hmm. Uh, we set up a Facebook group uh, called the Software Shack, which was where we talked really openly about our software build process and what we were doing, mm-hmm. what we were working on. Mm-hmm. So we got lots of people in the community involved in that. And then that kind of like started building on us. So we got more people using it, more people talking about us, you know, more, more feature feedback coming on. We talked about this stuff really openly. And that started building and building and building, heading into that launch. So, um, so when did you actually start recruiting beta users? So from January, how long before you actually had the product ready for the beta users? So roughly speaking, sort of like start of April was when we could start having beta users on it. Okay. Uh, so we had maybe, I mean, might have been like a bit later, but that kind of time frame, maybe a bit later April, but definitely like three months before launch, at least we had and like real yeah. users kicking the tires on it. See what, what it could do. What was your target for beta users and how did you get them? How many beta users did you want using your product and how did you get them? We didn't, we didn't really set a goal for it. We just literally as many as possible. We just, at that point, we set up an open sign up page. It was literally all you had to do was come along, stick your name and email address in with a password and you just had an account on the system. Uh, so we had just certainly within the sort of digital marketing community, we've got quite a bit of buzz going, like lots of like the, the affiliates started signing up and playing with it and being like, yeah, this is, this is cool. You've got something here. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, a few people like launched their own products, like making the sales pages with it. Um, so I was, that was quite cool seeing it get, you know, a bit more, a bit more use heading into like the, the big release of it right. in July. Okay. And for your July release, um, when did you start recruiting your partners? Uh, so, okay, so full disclosure, um, I've been like I've been in this industry for a decade. I know a lot of people already. Mm-hmm. So 
to say I started, it's not like I started cold recruiting at this point, but I started properly beating the bushes about 12 weeks out. That's my general time frame for these things. So no one in the affiliate marketing industry commits to something 12 weeks out and then promotes it without a t- like they will forget like people are too busy for that but that's the point where you can reasonably like mention it and then come back say three weeks later and they won't have completely forgotten it and then you can start it so that was about three months to go is when i started like hitting up everyone on skype and reaching out to people on facebook and being like we've got this thing this thing is happening mm-hmm. uh, like we want you to get involved in it what does it take so let's talk about the actual launch. I know you guys did extremely well with it, so I'd love to talk about the actual launch, the nitty-gritties. Um, how many affiliates did you have promoting you? What was the launch sequence? Um, what happened? What, what, what went right and what didn't go right? Let's talk about that. Sure. Okay, so uh, it's hard to say how many affiliates we had. Like We had a ton of people promote it, but... <laughs> that, like how many affiliates we had is a bit like, you know, how many competing pages do you have? For a term in google it's like it doesn't the top 10 matter mm-hmm. everyone else is like you in our case you know, you're glad they promoted we don't it's not like i don't want every single one of those affiliates but 80 mm-hmm. percent plus of those sales are coming from 10 guys and you don't necessarily know who those 10 guys are going to be until the day mm-hmm. uh, but it's not like each incremental affiliate adds the same number of sales mm-hmm. so as a as a for example our top we for that launch we sold seven hundred and fifty thousand dollars worth of products and our top affiliate a company called videos sold i think it was about one hundred and fifty thousand dollars of it right uh, that might be slightly high but certainly 15 to 20 percent of the whole launch volume came from that one partner okay uh, that's joey right so do you that's do you joe, joey zote David Chamberlain did and you have Jamie Garson. Relationship with them? Why, that's why they push them to push you so much. Or did that sorry, say again. Did you have a previous relationship with Joey? That's why he pushed you so much and got your hundred fifty thousand worth of sales. Uh, yeah. So um, I knew at that point I knew David and Jamie a bit better than Joey. Like I knew all of them, but I'd known David and Jamie got for ages. Like we we met through a mutual acquaintance years before this. We stayed in touch. Um, like they've helped me with some marketing stuff. I've helped them with some tech stuff. And we never, never quite found the right time to work together. Mm-hmm. This was after they'd had their big videos launched. So they had just a huge list to throw at it. And it was a really, really perfect storm for it. Great. So let's talk about the offer. Um, how did you structure the offer? Cool. So in 2016, this would have been like the first one. That original one was quite a simple offer. So we had... The front end was 297 mm-hmm. for lifetime access to Convertry. Okay. Um, which we've never repeated. Like that launch was the only time we've ever done that for six days. Mm-hmm. Um, but e- even with that, like it took us nearly a year to convince the market that we weren't bringing that lifetime deal back because that's how it works in the internet marketing space, right? Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So two, 297 lifetime access to Convertry. And then we had a $37 a month template club as the upsell. Mm-hmm. And then we did a deal with a mate of mine called Colin Ferrio to package some of his uh, copywriting training courses as an upsell number two. So he did a deal where we got all of his training courses, I think, at 250 bucks, and we got two of them to sell for 250 bucks. Mm-hmm. And it was like 50% to the affiliate, 25% to me, 25% to him, minus whatever goes to like the, the network and PayPal and all of that junk. Okay. Um, so that was that was the funnel. So two two nine seven lifetime access to convertry, thirty seven dollar a month template club, and two hundred and fifty bucks 
more access to Collins copywriting training. So what, what, what does that mean in terms of customers and conversion rate from the front-end offer to the back-end? Uh, so we sold just shy of two and a half thousand people on the front end because we did $750,000 gross of which uh, like Collins was like 10, 20 grand. Um, The template club was put about 20 K like monthly recurring on our books. Mm -hmm. So that leaves something like $700,000. So like $700,000 divided by 297, whatever that is in real money, call it about 2,400, 2,400 front end customers. So did you expect something you were not expecting? Um, sorry, did you get anything which you were not expecting after the launch in terms of support or product backlash or new ideas, that kind of stuff? What did you learn? Uh, we, we certainly didn't get much uh, product backlash. I mean, there's it's an affiliate launch, so refunds are always reasonably high. I think we saw about a 10% refund rate on maybe about 12 on mm-hmm. that front-end product, and that's, that's pretty normal, particularly for mid-ticket software because there's – there's a baseline of people for which it's just not going to work mm-hmm. where like, so plenty of people buy because of the urgency and then refund plenty of people. Like they've got some really old laptop with Internet Explorer six and they're like, it doesn't work. And we're like, yeah, it was never going to, here's your money back. Um, so that's, that's pretty standard to see those kind of refund rates. Um, but I don't think like certainly of the people that, like used it there weren't there's, there were a ton of feature gaps things people wanted but it mm-hmm. wasn't like oh my god i can't use this this is rubbish it mm-hmm. was just like it would be better if type feedback okay so let's talk about your more recent launches with the, with the convertory how do you do things differently compared to how you did it the first time cool okay so the the biggest difference is we developed what we call the hybrid funnel mm-hmm. which is basically instead of having affiliates find it really hard to sell recurring on the front end so we wanted something that wasn't a lifetime deal, but wasn't like front end recurring. Mm-hmm. And we hit on this idea of doing, I say we did all credit to my business partner, Neil, he came up with this shit. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I'm just the face of the company, so I get to take credit. Um, so we still did 297 front end. It's a, it's a proven price point. It's certainly getting affiliates to promote it. Affiliates get really nervous about that. Like they'll believe you can sell 297 off a sales page. Mm-hmm. They don't believe you can sell 497 off a sales page. So mm-hmm. your affiliate drop off is quite high between the two price points. Mm-hmm. And we, we were too chicken shit to experiment with 397. Let, let's be honest about it. So we did 297 for uh, a year's worth of access to what was then the standard plan. Mm-hmm. And so this, this is the 2017 one I'm talking about at the moment. Mm-hmm. So years worth of access to the standard plan, 297 then $37 a month to upgrade to pro, which was so similar to the template club, but now it was like template club and team members and dynamic text and additional features. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that, oh no, in fact, that's a lie. Uh, in 2017, we did um, agency as the upsell, which was 97 a month. So mm-hmm. t- 297 for 12 months of access, upselling into agency for 97 a month, uh, and then downselling into pro for 37 a month. Great. That's right. So, so how many launches have you done so far for Convertry? Uh, we've done three plus like some, like obviously a load of private promos as well. Uh, but three, three big launches, 2016, 2017, 2019. Okay. So are you doing those launches where you want to get loads of customers paying up front coming in and then hoping that once 12 months is over, they'll convert to recurring revenue customers? Uh, yeah. And not just after 12 months either. So if if they pay 297 for a year but upgrade to say pro for 37 bucks 
mm-hmm. they get to keep all of it for 37 bucks. There's never anything else to pay. So the lock-in on that's quite high. That's really good. So that at that point they're getting like, well, they were like, we don't do these deals anymore. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's why I'm really happy to talk about it. It's so at that point it was like 69 bucks a month through the front door. But if you paid like the 297 one time, that became one time, got mm-hmm. on the 37 a month. Like we still have loads of people paying us 37 bucks a month from getting onto those deals, um, which is, so that's really good for, for lock-in. Right. So I, I was speaking to someone earlier and how things are working for them is they use the lifetime deal. They consider the lifetime deal as a paid premium where they've got the customer that's paid for it. And then yeah. the target is to convert them into recurring revenue, MRR customer. That's the better model as long as the product's simple enough. Mm-hmm. We the problem we have is convertory is really complicated. Like it's got lots of moving parts. Like there's there's just more to support. So let's talk about videos for a moment, who are just like the epitome of this stuff. They're amazing. They they have their I, I can't they go back and forth, I think, between 67 and 97 on the front. Mm-hmm. Uh, one time lifetime access to some amount of the templates. And then get our 1200 template, template club, 37 bucks a month. Mm-hmm. Like, when you have an app as simple as videos, that is like, it's, it's a list of templates and then three buttons. That shit is amazing. I'm so jealous of them. And the like lifetime on the front really works. Mm-hmm. That doesn't when like, it's a lot harder, like the value in convertory isn't in the vast array of templates. The value mm-hmm. in convertory is in the, the flexibility of the builder. Mm-hmm. and that's just so much harder to limit on the front without making it a cheeky offer mm-hmm. so we, we have to charge more and we can't just give lifetime access to something on the front mm-hmm. which does limit our legion like they generate way more leads they won't make way more money than i do um it's with a simple product it's better model no question mm-hmm. so um the launches have been working extremely well for you have you tried to double into paid marketing or content marketing or anything like that Honestly, we've done a bit of it. Like we run some Facebook ads, we've done a bit of content marketing, but it's it's that weird dividing line. Like there's the SaaS received wisdom where everyone's like, you get told two things, right? Double down on what's working and don't rely on a single channel. <laughs> and they're not compatible. <laughs> like you can't do both of those things. Um, but um, we, we seem to have like swerved more towards the double down on what's working. So even for at the moment, for example, we've just put our prices up literally this past Tuesday. Um, we've removed all of the previous offers. Like they're just not available anymore. Mm-hmm. Um, we're like we're driving up market, but even there we're driving up market going after relationship deals. So we've got a bunch of resellers lined up who mm-hmm. are going to put our product into their funnels. Um, and so they'll start selling that. And then instead of us taking the money and paying them an affiliate commission, mm-hmm. they, they take the money and pay us a licensing fee. Mm-hmm. which means they can they can play around with the selling of it. They can make it more congruent to their audience. Mm-hmm. Um, it's it's kind of like the affiliate marketing plus plus version. But it's all, it's all the same thing. It's a relationship deal. Like I go out there, I hustle, I talk to people. Uh, I convince them this is a good deal for them. And it is. It's a great deal. Mm-hmm. Um, they'll make a ton of money off it. And yeah. then that's how we make our money. And I would love to be doing Facebook ads right now. Again, let's, I, I'm clearly like jealous of videos because so I'm going to bring them up again. Like they are killing it with Facebook ads at the moment. Um, and it's in part because Facebook ads are so cheap right now. Like all the big companies have stopped spending there. So the, the inventory is really cheap and you can make tons of money off it, but we just don't have that channel. 
Right. So, so Andy, let's go back. So imagine, imagine you were just starting out, um, and you have a great product which you know works, and you've had beta users use it, but you don't have a clue how to sell it. And someone, that person, is watching this video. Um, what advice would you give them to recruit you know, affiliates to promote the product? Sure. Okay. So I think the the biggest, the best piece of advice I can offer is everyone trying to get into affiliate marketing thinks they're giving up 50% of money that they that was already theirs mm-hmm. rather than realizing they're getting 50% of money that they were never going to get otherwise. And that's that's quite an important mindset shift that takes, it took me ages to get over it as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I was just lucky enough to do it 10 years ago. Um, but th- this is literally everyone that tries to do this always does the same thing. It's like, oh my God, I'm offering them so much money. Why won't they do it? And it's like, there are literally, uh, there's 10 offers a day launching these affiliates can promote any single one of them. You're in competition with all of them. If your launch is six days long, that's like 60 fucking offers you're competing with. Mm-hmm. Yours has to be the best. They can mail one. So your offer has to be freaking amazing and not just not just to the customer, but to the affiliate as well. Um, some of the best advice I ever got about uh, like recruiting affiliates mm-hmm. was to go and read everything I could about uh, like... Uh, wholesale and retail sales so there's this there's this thing where big manufacturers try and get into wholesaling to get into resale stores like for tennis rackets for example Mm -hmm. and they don't understand why those stores won't carry their goods they're just like you know it's the best tennis racket in the world why won't it and there's some like stock manager who's like i can't take your tennis racket it doesn't fit on our shelves like your your hook does not hang on our shelves i can't buy it Mm-hmm. And the ones that win are the ones that realize that it's all about making that hire that stock manager's life super easy. Mm-hmm. It needs to fit on their shelves. It needs to fit in with all the other packaging. There needs to be ad spend to go along with it. There needs to be like, it needs to be a great product that will sell a lot, mm-hmm. but it has to have all of these other factors and they're just as important. It's not product first and all of this stuff secondary. Mm-hmm. If you don't have all of it, you make no sales. That okay. stuff's just super important. So someone is starting out, he wouldn't have a clue how to structure the offer. So, okay, fair enough, he's got a product that's working, but he doesn't know how to make it attractive for the affiliate. So the affiliate gets, gets to make a lot of money. How does he know that? Does he need a mentor? What, does he just need to learn and buy a trial and error? I was going to say, I, I don't think uh, mentors help, but I don't think it's necessary these days because you can literally go to a site like munchai.com and see a list of all the launch. If you look at the left-hand column, like guys like me, our launches are listed there. There's mm. at least one a day. Like we're, you know, you're guaranteed that anyone in blue on the left is a strong player. They know the game inside out. Mm-hmm. That is going to be a big launch. Mm-hmm. Like just look at every offer that is run on that column for like a month and you'll know 90% of the playbook. And you won't like it because you're going to see just how much of your launch you're going to be giving to other people. You're going to see how big the prize money is. You're going to see how big the affiliate commissions are. Um, you won't see the amount of like hustle and side deal that happens, but you'll see the structures. You'll see it's the same patterns over and over again. Mm-hmm. And just realize that affiliates with mailing lists want to do the rain dance. They don't want new. They don't want creative. They don't want some amazing new business model that isn't proven. They want to do the same thing they did last week on your product. 
So make it look as close as you can to the same thing. Take the same price points, take the same angles, take the same like sales page. Like that's the other thing you hear from every fucker that tries to get into this industry. They go, oh, you know, my product's different. It's so much better. It doesn't need one of those long form sales pages. It's like, and if you don't have one, no fucker's going to promote it. Yeah, it looks just make it look the same. Exactly, exactly. So w- one last question, Andy. Uh, what's what's your plan for the next couple of years? Are you going to? Are you, do you have any other products in the pipeline, or are you going to keep promoting Convertry? What's the plan? Uh, we we're definitely all about Convertry. We've got no other plans. Like we we have developed some sort of like companion products like Quizitry, but they're all like part of the whole. It's not like a separate thing. And we're like certainly sales channel wise, we're pretty much all in on the reseller front. So we've cut some pretty big deals already. Um, apologies, it's the one bit that's NBA, so I can't talk about who they are. Um, but basically, we're we're in some really big funnels now. It's like the upsells; they've got their own product, and then we're we're upsell number one or two, mm-hmm. uh, which should drive some pretty significant volume this year. Great. And hopefully, Touchworks, we've been growing basically a hundred percent a year for three years. It's we funny were, you, you you've been doing the same thing which you're doing right now, which is talking to people, building up relationships getting people to promote you. You started off with affiliates and now you're just speaking to bigger people where they can big, you know, you're trying to make bigger deals. So I think that's a lesson there that you should be out there speaking to people all the time. And I do see you in the forums as well. You're just giving out advice, building those, those relationships. And that's how I got to know you as well. So I think you're doing the same thing you were doing 10 years ago, building relationships, but you're just making, you're doing bigger deals. It's now. just a bigger scale. Like, but it, it, it's the affiliate marketing industry. It's a relationship business. It's, like Convertry, it is a top tier product. Like I am really proud of it, but that's not the only reason people promote it. Like they promote it because they like me. They promote it because some of my big, biggest affiliates, like it's definitely not true of videos, mm-hmm. but like some of my biggest affiliates are guys that I help to make their first sale. Mm-hmm. Like I'm out there every day. Like I, you know, I help people I do copy reviews for people. I'll help fix their like affiliate thing. I come on shows like this, mm-hmm. SaaS growth hacks, like offering advice. Mm-hmm. And it's just like, constant constant outreach constant like i want when people see my name they're like oh that's andy like he's a nice guy like he's helpful he's and then that's why they take my call that's why when i call them up and i'm like that doesn't guarantee they'll promote but mm-hmm. that guarantees when i skype them when i like you know if i if i pinged you on facebook messenger tomorrow like mm-hmm. you'd be like oh it's andy like you, you would want to know what i had to say and yeah. that's the reaction i'm going for like i'm not that doesn't guarantee you'll do anything for me but you'll fucking read what it is i want you to do and that's half the battle great I think I'll leave it at that. Thank you very much, Andy. That was uh, a lot of advice. Thank you very much for your, for coming on the show. And uh, hopefully, you're welcome. Oh, thank you very much for having me. Thank you. Bye. And that's it for this episode of Launch Legends. If you enjoyed listening and would like us to find and share more online marketing launch stories, please search for Launch Legends in your favorite podcast listening app, and then subscribe, rate, and review. Until next time.